Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hey, crazy birds, and welcome to another Top Tip Thursday. Today, we are going to have a look at something that really touched my heart the last few months, and that is animal shelters. When I heard the statistic that only one in 10 dogs born find a forever home, I was shocked. I have always known about these animals not having homes and ending up in a shelter and some even getting put down. It really broke my heart to see all of these animals and to know that there are many more that are roaming around without a home. In the US, approximately 8 to 12 million companion animals enter animal shelters every year, and approximately 5 to 9 million are euthanized. 60% of the dogs and 70% of the cats. 25% of dogs that enter local shelters are purebred, and only 10% of the animals received by shelters have been neutered or spayed. I recently visited an organization, Amanda's Animal Rescue in Dubai. They help to find foster and forever homes for dogs in the UAE. I spoke with the founder, Amanda, and she provided me with some answers to my questions. Her answers are applicable to her organization's adoptions, and you might find other organizations very slightly. Therefore, you can contact an organization in your city. And if you are in the UAE, then why not give Amanda a call? I will link up all of their details in the show notes. We were standing outside on an adoption day, so you might hear a few dogs and people in the background. How many dogs do you guys currently have for adoption? We have about 70 to 73 dogs. I mean, every day there is one or two dogs that we take in that, you know, is going through some emergency, being dumped off at the shelter because they're done with them. I mean, it keeps fluctuating, let's say that. But it's between 50 to 70 dogs between that. So do people just leave the dogs? They don't want to take care of them anymore? They leave the country or they just feel they're not a puppy anymore and they don't want them anymore? Yeah, I mean, there are many reasons as to why dogs go up for adoption. One is because, mainly, mainly because, you know, they're done with the dog. They don't want to work on their commitment. When they take in a pet, they don't want to, like, put in the work. They don't want to train the dog. If they find a small reasons why it's not working out, they think giving up on the dog is, one, is the main reason. I mean, is what they do. And then, secondly, most of them are leaving the country. Usually they've never had a provision. That's the reason when we encourage people to go and adopt a dog, when they adopt a dog, people put them to a research or basically to, you know, like uh, they need to do a research and see what needs to be done for the dog and everything. When people go and buy the dog, they don't have a provision of actually taking the dog back. So when it comes to them, when they lose their job, the first thing they do 
do is get rid of the family member because it's the easiest. That's another reason why dogs get dumped. And then again, some of them are very, I mean, let's say like, they need to get educated. They need to get used to the fact that, you know, like you cannot just dump a dog, but a lot of them do, whether we like it or not. I mean, so most of the dogs that come to us are like from the pounds, from the, from, you know, passed on from families, from family to family to family, like, you know, because they don't agree with one aspect of why the dog is not getting on with the family. And then they go like, no, it's not working out. And they give up on the dog. And so we also find a lot of people wanting to rather have a puppy to adopt than, and they would rather purchase than adopt. Why should we actually encourage people to not shop but rather to adopt? People prefer puppies because they think that they're cute and they're like puppies are hard work. They're lean, mean, pooping, peeing machines. They're a full-time commitment. They need somebody all the time. They need people to train them or because, you know, their teeth, they start with barking. So people need to have that tolerance, which I find is very difficult for people to work with because they don't feel like they signed up for it. But hey, puppy is a full-time job. Once they buy the puppies, they go out and buy the puppies because obviously you know they think the puppy is cute for them and then once the puppy grows up the puppy gets passed on again there are also cases where people breed dogs at home just to get puppies and then they realize it's a lot of work and then they give the puppies along with the parents so other than adopting the animals what other options are they other than adopting animals i think adopting is the only thing that needs to work especially in this part of the world because every dog that doesn't go home from a shelter doesn't get to see daylight so if you know where i'm going with this and it's a completely normal thing to do because if there's a surplus of dogs that nobody wants nobody can keep them around forever so that's the hard call so this is the reason why we encourage people to adopt over buying because the ones that are already here they already have life the dog's life will have to go to waste you know i mean there has to be a way work around these dogs i mean we rehabilitate dogs ourselves being admin members because dogs come to us with not the best temperament and not the best health and we basically sit you know work with them get them up to par with their health and train them get them socialized it's a full-on job like each dog is a project we step up for these animals and we get them to you know be more social with people so people fall in love with them because they are you know they are more socialized now and they interact better with humans so that's why people want to adopt people don't want to put in a lot of work let's just say that i mean temperament wise they need to be hiring trainers some dogs some pure breeds especially they come in with fixed traits so these fixed traits people don't research about them before buying them they just buy them because they're cute for example chows chows are very difficult they're a very stubborn breed but they're cute as teddy bears and everybody wants to own one but they don't understand you know the repercussion and what goes and how much dedication and commitment is required i would always say adopt and when you adopt do still do a research for what dogs you're looking for see the energy levels that you can match up see if you can you know a dog doesn't have to be left home for seven to eight hours so see if there's any arrangement that you can make for these dogs to go into daycare and everything because you cannot leave them that many hours alone they'd have more obsessive behaviors later yeah. like medically as well as psychologically so it's always advisable do your research see the energy that you can deal with if you're a medium or less energy or a high energy household and accordingly adopt a dog according to that and be more hospitable to the dog as soon as even if you don't want to adopt the dog always if you can't adopt a dog and your situations are allowing you to do that always try to foster or encourage friends who you know that can take care of the dog try to like maybe put a word out and try to get these dogs out try to help these dogs so that you know they don't have to sit in boarding and you know they get help with again rehabilitation it's a process in place and we're there to guide them in, on every step yeah and then when you look at the actual procedure of adopting a dog what do you guys do like when say I want to adopt a dog now which my husband will kill me so I'm not going to but if I were to 
to, what what is the procedure? Well, if you want to adopt a dog, we put families through a pre-screening process where we send them an adoptive questionnaire, get them to fill in all the details, and we learn a little bit about their lifestyle, about their experience, whether they've had dogs in the past, or whether they've left dogs behind and come. These are all pointers that help us to gauge whether they would leave the dog and go. Or And we also check with nutrition. We want to make sure the dogs are in the best, they're taken to the best vets and, the, and they have the best food and they're never left alone. There are a few criteria according to which we actually screen families. And once they get shortlisted, we ask them to come to the adoption day, meet the dogs in person. We, we gauge again, we see the energies, we see how comfortable they are with the dog and how comfortable their dog is. We, if they have an existing dog, we check if their energies match as well. So once that's a go, what we do is we ask people to take the dogs on a trial mm-hmm. and then they go on trial adoption for a week. And then after a week, I mean, in that between that week as well, we keep in touch with these families vigorously and try to get updates and you know any questions or anything we're free to answer whatever they need to know and we also direct them accordingly like if like places where they can take the dogs for socialization and everything so we kind of like give them a heads up with how to do things and then after that after the trial adoption before the trial adoption is done we go and we do a house check and we see how well the dogs settled in and once that is done then we confirm the adoption and then we get, surrender all documents ownership documents but then again we expect people this this is something we always build a relationship with families so when they adopt a dog from us we always tell them that you know please feel feel free to send us and they, they're more than happy to do that because they want to like show appreciation that you know you've rescued your, this, this baby and thank you so much for trusting us with this baby and they want to show that you know they're doing right by the dog that's what makes us happy that's what keeps us motivated that's what keeps us going i don't know if you've had a chance to see but we've had quite a few dogs go today and these are all dogs that we pre-screened and we've met these families we've got you some of our dogs are in boarding some of the dogs are in foster care and the ones that are in foster care are the lucky ones we work very actively with foster homes we also have a new program that we have in place where we have something called host a dog program any dog that is found or needs an urgent place to crash or we like you know there's no place at the vet so there's the boarding facilities closed in the middle of the night we find a dog so just for these dogs to not land up in wrong hands we have a list in place so that we can get in touch with a few families and try to get them into safe hands you know before they go into wrong hands it happens a lot so and then eventually try to look for the owner and everything and if the dog doesn't find the owner then we put the dog for adoption and the same adoption process works And where can people actually find you guys? We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. On Facebook, we go by the name Amanda Zamel Rescue. We're a team of six people, me included. And uh, we all foster dogs. We all rehabilitate dogs. We do all the vet runs. We do everything. If anybody's interested in adopting, they could come to Paws and Whiskers in Alcoos. We also work in paw parking. So we sometimes have adoption days there as well. So anybody who's interested, feel free to message us throughout the week. They don't necessarily have to come to us on the adoption day, but they can message us all through the week. We will get back to them if our family and our personal lives permit us to. I mean, we try to, like, you know, balance everything out as much as we can. You can get in touch with us on Facebook and on Instagram as well. And, um, yeah, pretty soon we'll have a website as well, just working on it. So then I'll let you know about that. And how many dogs do you personally have? Prefer keeping that to myself. (laughs) I I have 10 dogs of my own. Yeah, I have two senior dogs. They're really old. They're both 10 years old. And then I have uh, dogs that are... I mean, all of them are rescues. All of them have stories. And yeah, and, you, and when you rehabilitate them and then they fall in love with you, it's like you don't adopt them, they decide to adopt you. So then how did your journey actually start it? When I started rescuing, I had two dogs of my own. So they're my senior babies and they're like my first babies ever. And um, I've seen the way, the situation that they've come. One was bred 
in a home and these people wanted to just get rid of them in any anyway and the other one was found in the middle of nowhere looking at how these dogs were abandoned really got me to think so every time i see a dog you know your heart times you're like oh my god what's going to happen to that dog so part of being sensitive towards the situation of what's happening over here because i've heard a lot of horror stories that dogs get run over for fun dogs get dumped because it's not convenient anymore there are people who are stepping up but then again you know when you're involved and you're feeding these animals on the street and you're building that bond and that attachment and you say them reciprocating the same thing it you know you build a connection and when you build a connection you want to do what's right by them so initially i started feeding these a pack of 40 dogs in sharja industrial area i used to bring them food twice a day and i used to try and get you know get them into rescue organizations but rescue organizations kind of like turned me uh, over saying that you know they can't take on any good dogs and then that's how I landed keeping on my third dog because that we were he was on a on a wait list for 2 months and then he's completely attached to you and then nobody shows up and we don't like being a normal a, a person who doesn't know much about rescue I mean, we don't know about all these resources like facebook pages and there's is like I, I knew canine friends but I was on the longest waiting list with them. I was like, okay, you know, we can't we can't wait because they are very vulnerable on the street. They could get hit by a car, and which has happened to two dogs. In fact, one of the dogs that I rescued from Sharjah Industrial Area, she's a beautiful, she's a street dog, but she's she's got the best personality. She's my first girl, and she was basically hit when she was asleep or kicked. I don't know what happened, but her bone was outside the socket. So that's how Alana bring her home, and that's how you know I started building a connection and everything, and then she stayed. I actually, got her adopted and took her back. <laughs> <laughs> because you know part of part of why we get dogs adopted is we want to keep in touch with these families I mean till the time we are always there to help so I don't see any harm in them letting us know how the dog is doing and the other way around as well we want to share and like be there so yeah so this is what happens like when you want to interact and when you want to like keep in touch with the families families should be like they should have a positive approach about it and if they don't it puts us on the edge and then yeah we are forced to take the dog back so yeah this is happening yesterday and it happened to Cooper as well so yeah but both of them are home today so they went to lovely families yeah I mean, sometimes it happens but um, again yeah this is what the, i mean we started rescuing from the street and now it's like we're rescuing from families because families don't want the dogs anymore and then they have no place to go and the next option is pound and we it's, it's all on luck we try to like we don't work on luck we want to do what's right by the animal so yeah that's how we got marzipan marzipan was dumped behind a restaurant in sharja and he was sleeping in this tiny alley which is like covered with trash and oh my god filthy people have been spitting over there it was so gross and then we rescued this other dog today we've named her uh, carter she was adopted from the pound and then after one month the lady found it inconvenient because the dog was barking and she never put the dog inside the house she kept the dog outside the house and then she made a big post on one of the public forums saying that i can't keep this dog anymore if anybody wants this dog here it is if you don't i'm going and dropping him at the municipality and that's how she came to us yesterday so each each of these dogs have their own little story and they are yeah. little personalities and so, yeah, yeah well another thing what we tell people is when you adopt a dog everybody in the family needs to be a part of the process of getting the dog integrated into the family it's not that just the mom wants the dog or the dad wants the dog everybody has to be on point because the dog immediately picks up on who is not in the pack who doesn't want to be in the pack who doesn't want to you know like stay too close so we always tell people that when you make a decision to adopt make it a family decision and make sure everybody participates in working with the dog in integrating and walking the dog and feeding the dog try to not get your mates to do everything because a lot of people do that people depend on their mates and then the dog becomes the mates dog and not not the not the family's dog so we want to make sure that you know that when you take on a dog it's your responsibility you take ownership from day one
Although I have decided not to adopt a dog due to my current work commitments and travel schedules, as I want to be able to provide the dog with the best quality life, I might, however, adopt one one day. But when that day is, I'm not sure. But looking at these beautiful animals, I just felt like taking them all home. Taking on the responsibility of an animal is such a big responsibility and should not be taken lightly. And when you feel that you are ready, please, please, please rather adopt than shop. If you feel that you are not ready for that commitment, but you would still like to interact with the animals, you can always foster an animal until they find a forever home. This will help them to get out of the shelter, even if it is just for a week or two. Every bit helps. My final tip for today, as always, is to do what you can and feel comfortable to start with. Living a more sustainable life is a journey and not a race. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.